I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Ah, welcome to Preach Kev Preach. I'm Pastor Kevin Kev, your host here with the another episode, another sermon. I like to tag this one situational circumstances. Um, a lot of things may seem similar, but I mean, is it really the same? I mean, situations vary, right? Variables like the time you do something, who you are, what you do, your status. And other life problems that already happened to you, right? I asked my coworker one time. We were talking about becoming like unexpectedly preg- um, pregnant, and like, what would you do? So, she told me about a lady she knows, big time job, making almost six figures, and really was career minded over family minded. She was upper in age, 30, 31, 32, somewhere around there. She went out with a guy, I think a couple times, maybe two or three times, and got pregnant, right? And the guy didn't want anything to do with it. Now, this circumstance isn't the same as someone who wanted to get pregnant or had a real relationship with someone and got pregnant. Her timing, she's 30-something years old, never thought about having kids. So what does she do in this circumstance? It's different. Is, is her career, does her career stay on the path? Or does her mind shift to family mode and putting that, whatever career she has, on hold? Situational circumstance. So I want to talk about Khalil Mack, and this has been a topic that I've been seeing on all social networks and things of that nature, talking about how, oh, the Raiders were so dumb for trading Khalil Mack. Oh, oh, look look what he did uh, Sunday Night Football versus the Packers. Look how Khalil Mack dominated. The Raiders should have kept him. Okay. Fair. But what I want to talk about is it's a situation of circumstance for this Khalil Mack situation. So let me give you the trade insight for those who don't know. Bears received Khalil Mack, a second and a fifth round pick in 2020 draft pick, in 2020 draft. The Raiders received two first round picks this year next. And they also got a sixth round this year and a third round next year. Um, let's think about this. Khalil Mack's impact. You saw what he did with the Bears. Three tackles. I had a one-force uh, one fumble and recovered it. Snatched the ball out of Kaiser's hand. He had a pick six, a sack, and a bunch of plays that, with him, caused another player on his team to get sacks. So the reason why this is a situa- uh, situation of circumstance and about paying one of the best players in the game, you start with this. 
the Raiders, that wasn't a good defense. Even with Khalil Mack. They was they allowed 23 points a game, which is 20th in the NFL. For someone who gets a lot of sacks, the team was 24th in the NFL. It was ranked 25th in the NFL in red zone touchdown percentage. So when a team get in the red zone, it was a 40% chance, almost 41% chance that you was going to touchdown on them. And of course, they were 23rd in yards allowed. So we're talking about a terrible bottom half defense. We're one of the best players in the game. Now, when you're talking about when you have one of the best players at that said position or in the game, what should happen? You should see that in the numbers. You should see that that this team, that Raiders team, at least could be in the middle of the pack. Okay, it's not that talented, right? So let me give you another example. The Marcus Cousins, Boogie, center for now the Golden State Warriors. He's with Sacramento. You know, they had a 27% winning. 27%. That's very low for one of the best players in the game. Especially at a dominating position at center. He averaged 21, 11, 3 assists. Got a steal and a block per game. When he got traded to the Pelicans, right there at the All-Star. Do you know how much they went up? They had, it took him a while. But that year he got there, they had a good record after the All-Star break. And then this past season, it was 48-32 and 32 or something like that. Basically over 50% winning since he was there. He had a 25-13-5, two steals and two blocks. Now why? Okay. He was Sacramento with nobody. Right? Got to New Orleans and is playing alongside, in my opinion, the best big man in the game, Anthony Davis. So, what I'm saying is, his situation is There's nobody alongside him to help him win games. So, his, 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 um, his impact is not felt. But you put him alongside. A great player, Anthony Davis. A great defender, combo guard, Drew Holiday. A great-minded passing first point guard, Rondo. Putting up, putting around him a, a sniper in Miritich. You put him around that, his impact is felt. He only went up four points and two rebounds and two assists. But his impact was felt and the winning came. And now, he chose to go to the Warriors. So what do you think that winning percentage is going to be now? It was 27 in Sacramento, a little bit over 50 in, in New Orleans. And we're talking about someone who's going to 80%, 85 In the playoffs, 95 So you see what I'm saying? The Raiders' defense... Bruce Irvin, okay. They tried all this, but he couldn't stay, get his mind right. No corners. Carl Joseph ain't popped yet. He was a first-round draft pick. No D-lineman besides Irvin. So it's not good for Khalil Impact to, to show. So I'm going to pay him all the money in the world. And now I can help my team get better because I got to hope I draft right. I can't bring in somebody like my next point did, like the Rams did. The, the, uh, the Rams went all in, right? The Rams, with Aaron Donald last year, third in the as far as sacks per game, 
only allowed 12 points per game. I mean, only allowed, well, 12th in points allowed per game. My fault. And it was 12th in the field of, of, yard, of passing yards allowed because Aaron Donald is really a pass versus D tackle. So that was in the top half. He won the fifth play of the year last year. Give him the money. You know why? The Rams went all in. Traded for Talib. Traded for um, Marcus Peters. Signed Dominican Sue. Franchise tag Lamarcus Jordan, one of the uh, uh, upper rising safety. Now they have stars in certain places. The linebacking core is not as great. But that's okay. But I can pay him the money because I have stars around him. And you see what they did versus the Raiders? Pick six. Picked off their card three, four times. That D-line looked amazing with Sue and Donald next to each other. That's a scary D-line. Like I said, the linebackers need work. That's okay. LaMarcus Jordan, secondary is one of the best because you have Tlaib, Peters, and Jordan back there. You have a great D-line because you have Sue right next to Donald. So it's worth it paying him that money. Because this, this situation of circumstance is far better than what Oakland had. Now let's look at what the Bears did. They already have a, a good safety combo. Amos, Eddie Jackson. They're young. Amos already a star. Jackson on the rise. You got Kyle Fuller, one uh, up and coming. Uh, one, one, I mean, he's a solid corner. He's not up and coming, but he's a, he's a solid corner. You're not going to like just expose him. Eddie Goldman just got paid a contract. When, uh, high, like $8 million a year for that's a nose tackle. Akeem Hicks. Drafted your linebacker who everyone says is the best player. Like coming out. Oh, sideline to sideline, middle linebacker. Then you got Leonard Florida on the other side. So just like Bruce Irvin, he's taking a very, very good situation where he's going to be one on one. It's hard, it's hard for a left tackle or a right tackle to stop someone one on one. But when you have Khalil Mack on the other side. He's busting through the line with power and speed. Hicks, Goldman, Roquan Smith, Leonard Floyd, Danny Trevathan. Get to that quarterback is easy. Roquan Smith came in when Trevathan got hurt against the Packers, Sunday football. Clement ran through the line, busted up, and what happened? Roquan Smith got a sack. His first play of his career. So Khalil Mack does make an impact. Impact. He is one of the best players in the game defensively, of course. But if you're the Raiders, you can't add nobody because you have no money because you're paying Derek Carr all this crazy money, which he has shown that he doesn't deserve. Mark Cooper's contract coming up, but he don't look like he deserve it. You're paying Marshawn Lynch. You're playing the offensive line hella money. The defense has nothing but Khalil Mack. They use their first-round picks on defense. They haven't popped yet. Of course, the first-round picks, you would never get another Khalil Mack. But I have money. I can go draft people in the first round. If my scouting department is good and my coaching development is great, boom, they're coming along. Now, let me go sign somebody from defense. Let me go get somebody out in free agency who's not as much as Khalil Mack. It seems like this only is a problem when it's not Bill Belichick. He does crap all the time. Chandler Jones has the most sacks since Khalil Mack has been in the NFL. Khalil Mack is like right behind him, like maybe five or six behind him. Chandler Jones was traded away for Jonathan Cooper, a guard who did who got cut twice since he left Arizona, uh, since he left New England, and a second round pick. While Khalil Mack went with two firsts. A third and a six. And paid the highest contract ever. While Chandler Jones leading the league in sacks. Yet he doesn't get paid a lot.
So, situational circumstance, remember, look at the context. Look at what it is. You can't call Raiders dumb when the defense was sorry anyway. It's not like they was good. It's not like the Sacramento Kings was good. Circumstances. Now you put Cousin Mac on the Bears and on the uh, Pelicans, now on the Warriors. Everybody said, oh my gosh, Pelicans. Automatic playoff team. They were. Swept Portland first round. Even without Boogie there, I know he was hurt. But they were swept regardless. Then you got Khalil Mack. When he got traded to Chicago, everybody said this was a top five defense. Minnesota, Jacksonville, Baltimore. They were saying Bears in that same sentence. Because the Bears defense was already good last year. They were top 10. Now it just added that one of the best players in the game, if not the best player. I think Aaron Donald is, but a lot of people think Khalil Mack is. So you can't get mad at Raiders for doing what they did. You're going to be glad with the pack, uh, what the Bears did, being a super aggressive, getting somebody, just like the Pelicans did with Cousins, just like the Rams did, getting talent around Aaron Donald. Because it's, a, it's not a one-man show. You can't win an NFL with a one-man show. You can't. Clement was a one-man show in the Oakland Raiders. They had 31 sacks last year. 31. I bet Khalil Mack was, if not responsible for most of them, he probably maybe got half of them, but responsible. Him him blowing up the uh, tackle so his the guard got to come so the D-tackle can win a one-on-one matchup and get to the quarterback. He's, that's an assist. That's an assist sack. I guarantee at least over 80% was a sack or at least assisted for Khalil Mack. Situation and circumstance. Now it's time for me to introduce the Fantasy Mini Show, all about fantasy football, with, of course, Austin Hunt, mediocre advice, trying to help you win fantasy games, and, of course, money, all about the Benjamins. So here we are, hunting revelations. More touches is more points for my fantasy team. If you're not going to finesse, then what's the point? It gets you nowhere. Give me Aaron Rodgers any day of the week. No questions asked. He had five catches, 90 yards, and two touchdowns. It's all about the volume, baby. That's crazy. Welcome to Hunting Revelations. Fantasy football. All right. Week one. Austin, what did we learn? All right, well, looking at this Atlanta and Philadelphia game, um, what I've learned is Philly's pass rush is real. It makes up for any other disparities they have on defense because Atlanta's supposed to have one of the best lines in the NFL, and they kept getting to Matt Ryan over and over and over again. And um, I feel like Philly's really missing Alshon and uh, Carson Wentz, and the committee in the back is real. Ajayi's leading it, but it's definitely a committee. And uh, on the Atlanta side – they still can't store in the red zone. Their offense is too linear. Uh, it's the Julio Jones show right now. And uh, to me, Tevin Coleman is looking uh, like a better running de- runner than Devontae Freeman right now. Oh, yeah. This, this Tevin Coleman's a uh, contract year, I think. So he, he might, might be putting on the show for somebody else to come, uh, come snatch him up, just like uh, I guess McKinnon did last year. Yeah, um, Matt Ryan, man. I just, it, it's, it's, you get paid $100 million, man. It's time for you to. I want you to be a real life and a fantasy life top five quarterback with all that money you got. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, you got anything else after this game? No, nah, that's it. All right, moving on to the Buffalo Bills and, and the Baltimore Ravens. The Bills are absolute trash. And, Bal- and I don't know if it's just because of the blowout, but – the Baltimore Ravens could be going to a committee, so I don't know how I feel about Alex Collins going into the rest of the season. Uh, I think that was more game flow the, the for the running backs. I think Alex Collins will lead it. Dixon got hurt again, um, so I think opportunity just presents itself. Alex Collins to, um, to take out and be the you know be the lead back. 
Yeah, the Bills, man. I, I don't want anybody from their team. No, nobody. Like I'm, I'm thinking about dropping Shady in my six man league. <laughs> Cause it, it's like the quarterbacks a miss. The off, they traded the offensive line away to get Josh Allen. Peterman looks like look horrible, and Allen came in and he didn't look that great either. So, and they had the Chargers week in Minnesota coming up. Uh, good luck. Yeah, they they might be the worst team in football this year instead of Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Jacksonville at the New York Giants. What I have for this game is Saquon Barkley and OBJ are absolutely unguardable. Matchup proof. It, it feel like I thought OBJ was not – no one say struggle, but I didn't think he would have over you know, double-digit catches. I didn't think – I didn't think Eli Manning would, would, like, go to him so much when you had Rams on one side, Boy on the other side. I know he's moving around a lot, too. I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think he was, he was going to put on a show like that. And they didn't go Ingram at all with both of those cornerbacks. So I'm. I don't know. Maybe they exposed Jacksonville a little bit. Or, or maybe OBJ is that damn good. <laughs> OBJ is that damn good. All right, Houston at New England. Um, I feel like they missed Fuller a lot in Week One because we put a lot of the the Patriots put a lot of pressure on Hopkins. Um, and I don't feel like we know the defense is going to be good if they stay healthy, but I don't think they're quite a cohesive unit yet because I don't think they've had enough time to play together. And the Patriots have not missed a step. Right. Yeah, I I think it's it's with three receivers on the roster. You know, I was pretty pretty I was pretty impressed to see Dorsett do a good job. I know I know Hogan didn't really have a great game, but uh, it was kind of good to see Dorsett actually first round pick. Uh, we know Gronk is going to be Gronk every week, and on, on the Texan side, I like Lamar Miller. I I, th- I think this because he has a quarterback now that you have to worry about, and you, like you say, you have to worry about Deion, DeAndre Hopkins. He he's going to have a lot of space to work with. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I actually like Dorsett a lot, like over Hogan this year. I feel just another year playing with Brady is going to help Dorsett a lot. And uh, Hogan is boomer bust, and I feel like with Edelman out, Dorsett could be that kind of connecting piece until he comes back. All right, moving on to San Fran at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you were at this game, Kev. Uh, I have your Vikings. I, all I wrote was Super Bowl or bust. They are the like with Kirk Cousins. They are the absolute one of the best teams in the NFL. And on the San Fran side, he didn't have a good game fantasy wise, but I put that Jimmy Garoppolo is the real deal. Yeah, he is like the the plays that he did make were amazing. Uh, the the one where he he got out of a sack and hit Pettis foot for a touchdown late in the game to make it a one score game. That that was perfect round of money, like without you know without um any any type of I guess what what we're looking for um. Any type of duress, and then he did. He lost. He lost Marquise Goodwin early in the game, and when Goodwin got hurt, I realized they really need some playmakers. Um, they have a lot of cap space, and I I really think they should have went out to Alshon um, um, uh, Robinson, A Rob from uh, that's on the uh, Bears. They should they should have got him. They should probably go get Dez Bryant, or in free agency go out there a good receiver because Jimmy G needs some playmakers. Yeah, right. I like I like uh, George Kittle a lot in this game. You think yeah, he could yeah, be that yeah. playmaker? I think I think George Kittle could surprise a lot of people too. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Tennessee at Miami. Um, I wrote down that Tennessee is the Deion Lewis show. Deion Lewis is the pass catching back. He can run. He's quicker than Derrick Henry, so he hits the spaces easier. He's smaller, and um, I put Tannehill is still worthy of a start. He destroyed this Tennessee defense. Yeah, and I was I was pretty dis, uh, disappointed in Tennessee. Now, it, it, it wasn't a delay two times, so maybe a little rust from both sides, both both teams. Uh, Corey Davis, I think I think that he's going to get a lot of targets and he's going to prove why he was drafted so high. Um, I think he had like 10, 11 targets in this game. Yeah, and with um, Delaney Walker out, I like – 
I like Corey Davis a lot. I'm wondering who's going to step up as their second um, pass catcher. Right. And that's it for that game. Cincinnati at the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck is back, baby. And he didn't have the biggest game, like, say, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But Andrew Luck is back, and his time will come where he has that four-touchdown game for over 300 yards because Indian, the Colts' defense is absolute trash. Uh, again, this week, uh, Naeem Hines got a lot of targets, but I think his job is safe when he comes back because Jordan Wilkins really did not show out. Yeah, Naeem Hines, he, he, had, um, he had a lot of catches, right? I'm thinking about seven, eight catches, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, I think he was in the double-digit that's, targets. That's impressive. So maybe maybe that's that's the back that we should get, even Marlon Mack back. Give, give me the guys who's gonna, who, who can catch the ball because the office, office line still isn't you know, isn't one of the best. So get get the ball out of Angelo's hands and prevent him from getting injured again. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but um, Marlon Mack also is not a bad pass catcher. So I feel like if Mack is back, Hans ceiling is going to drop. Fair enough. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure for a minute, but then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. The home away Split for Ben Israel. He was absolute trash in this game. Um, James Conner looked absolutely great in the rain. And I feel like the Browns can compete with any team, but it's going to be a slow, slow start for that team to get everything together. And both defenses are absolute trash. <laughs> yeah, Brown, Brown defense, Brown's not a, not a, um, a, run, a run defense. They trade away their, their best run um, D lineman in the offseason. Yeah, I've never seen such a thing about Big Ben. Like, we all know about the home and away, but it's really, really bad. Five turnovers, three picks, two fumbles. Like, it, it honestly, if it's not, if it weren't for Antonio Brown, Juju, and whether it's Bale or Connor to save him, everybody might, they, they might be. Uh, Thinking about Big Ben, time to go. He was thinking about retiring last year. He needs to go anyways. They need to look towards the future, but they're probably going to have to find that in the draft. I don't know if they're going to be able to find that in free agency. All right, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. Disappointing. Sorry, I was getting a phone call. Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I don't know what to feel about this game because the Chargers were down a whole touchdown from the get-go, and they lost by touchdown. So this game could have gone totally different if Tyreek Hill didn't return that punt return for a touchdown or that kickoff return yeah, for a touchdown. Kind of, uh, I would say it was kind of hard to judge the Chiefs this, this game because it was the Tyreek Hill show. So it's, I feel like Kelsey Hunt, and Watkins was just watching the man go to work. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Because um, I don't know how to feel about the Chargers' defense either just because Joey Bosa was out and they couldn't rush the pass rusher. So those long plays were easier to get. Right. Now, yeah, and Phil Rivers, Gordon, and um, and Kenny Allen did their thing. And Mike Williams, when he's healthy, he saw what he can do. Yeah, even though Tyrell Will, he he had the lowest snap count of any of their receivers, and he's still put in a decent amount of work. I like Mike Williams a lot this year. Seattle at the Denver Broncos. Um, Denver's defense low-key, like, got exposed just because I don't feel like Seattle's that high offense of a team, and Baldwin got injured in this game, and they were still able to – keep it close and put up points on this defense. And I like the receivers a lot for Denver. 
Sanders and DT are going to have a big year this year if Case Keenum throwing passes to him. And I, I'm not touching a single running back from the Denver Broncos anymore. Yeah, uh, I know Sanders and Thomas are thanking John Elway <laughs> about how glad they are to have a quarterback because it was it was bad for him. I you know sometimes sometimes you think okay maybe Thomas and Sanders not that good receivers no more. Really, main context is really the quarterback, and it show it showed what they can do uh, this Sunday. All right, the Dallas Cowboys at the Carolina Panthers. What I wrote for this is Cam Newton is a top fifteen <laughs> running back. Yeah, fifty eight rushing yards, I think. Yeah, he um, yeah, they did a lot of option plays. Uh, hit the touchdown he had was an option play. We could go on either him or McCaffrey. I honestly not impressed with any receiver on either team. Uh, and now that Greg Olsen's out, <laughs> no pass catches. Yeah, I don't know how either of these teams are going to move the ball effectively through the air. They're both just going to have to run the ball, run the ball. Christian McCaffrey is going to be the best receiver for the Carolina Panthers. And I don't know what to make out of anyone in in Dallas. I'm From the game I watched, uh, I like Michael Gallup a lot, but that was the only one. Hearns really didn't well, do anything. I- it was a big drop off from Frederick to Looney, the backup center. If I had to put it in comparison, it, it felt like a like a ninety five overall got hurt, you know, whatever happened to him is uh, disease to like a sixty seven. I feel like they was in the backfield every time Zeke tried to do anything or Dak tried to do anything. So maybe maybe Cowboys can handle themselves versus non you know non like teams that have good defensive linemen like maybe San Francisco. Um, Team, or team, or teams that don't have that that strong guy in the middle, then they might be able to hold their own and run the ball effectively. Yeah, I don't know how they're – yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I just don't see how yeah, they're going to put up points. If they, can't run the, if they can't run the ball, they can't play action. They can't do nothing after that. So. All right, the Washington Redskins at the Arizona Cardinals. What I wrote down for this is the Washington defense is looking really, really good. Arizona could not do anything in this game. They they controlled David Johnson, which is what they had to do to win the game. Fitz didn't have a big game. And um, they made Sam Bradford inaccurate, which is kind of hard to do. And I liked AP a lot. I like Chris Thompson a lot. And if Jordan Reed is healthy through the whole season, he might be a top three. Yeah, uh, this is this is one of the teams that has a lot of fantasy players from it, from Doxson to Crowder, even Paul Richardson, like you said, Jordan Reed, Thompson, and Peterson. That's as long as Alex Alex Smith is the guy to have because he got so many options. There's no way he failed. Um, and yeah, Washington D, Washington D line they they've been drafting some good guys over the years. Jonathan Allen, uh, to to name one. They they're, they're coming. I I didn't really expect Washington defense to be that effective. Um, but Arizona Cardinals offensive line is not that great either. So maybe maybe Washington just took advantage of a, a weaker O line. We'll see come week two. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Chicago at Green Bay. So Chicago was up big in this game. Aaron Rodgers went out with for like one like one two plays uh, with a knee injury. We don't know how he's going to be next week. So and. I'm not worried about the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers is going to make that team great if he's there. For the Chicago Bears, they need to get it together because I don't know why, what happened in between the first half and the second half where they just could not pass the ball. Well, honestly, anymore. I think it's, it's, it's a couple of things. It's, it's hard to keep up your intensity when you're up 20-0 at halftime and for, for either side of the ball. Um and I feel like Nagy got a little too conservative. I didn't know if he wanted he didn't want Trubisky to make a mistake, you know, throw a pick six, and then all you know all of a sudden Green Bay got momentum or whatever the case may be. But yeah, they need they need to they need let Trubisky go, let him play football. Um, like like we always like we said before, when you get an offensive coordinator who's young, you a young guy, a young quarterback, that you need they need a boy and pop. You gotta let them go and, and show them what they can do. I like Allen Robinson. I like Trey Burton. Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen look very good. I think I think Nagy has has uh, split his Tyreek Hill into two guys, and that's A Rob and Tariq Cohen because Cohen's going everywhere across the field. Uh, and yeah, Allen Robinson, you know, you, also your deep threat. 
Um, I Trey Burton led the like led the team in targets or came in second in targets, uh, but he didn't really do anything but one catch, I think, fifteen yards. But yeah, if Trubisky's not going to get together, uh, all the guys who could be fantasy relevant won't be. Yeah, I really when I was watching Jordan Howard, I was really impressed by how much how much better he's gotten as a pass catcher. And if he can keep that up, catching four to five passes game, I can easily see Jordan Howard being being a top ten running oh, back yeah. this season. I, I kinda, I'm kind of seeing Jordan Howard as uh, Minnesota did back in the day when when AJ Peterson was elite, and you had the de- de- uh, you had the defense. You want to uh, you know keep keep the game, control the clock. Your defense going to keep you in the game so you can run the ball the whole game. Like that's why I feel like they they're probably going to their their success formula is right there. All right, time to move on to Monday, Monday night. We got the New York Jets at the Detroit Lions. This, yeah, wow. wow. <laughs> Jets are looking like a dual threat offense from just, just from this Detroit game. I, I don't know how much I, of this I honestly believe. Their defense could be real, and uh, Crowell ran the ball a lot, and Nuno was great. Uh, even though he split with Powell, Powell was looking great. If Powell had a touchdown, he would have had a great fantasy game. Um, on the Detroit side of the ball, their line is still like non-serviceable. Their line is still they're not they're not cohesive. And um, I've been saying this since I started doing like mock drafts. I like Kenny Galladay so much more than I like Marvin Jones. Galladay put on the show, and it's it's hard to it's hard to get one of the pass catchers or even get Matt Stafford because you seen it last night. The offensive line is not going to help them, you know, in the pass game. And they still can't run the ball to keep pressure off them. I, I feel like the Jets were just sitting back and waiting. And there was everyone on the field. Uh, but, the, but the funny thing is, uh, the Detroit pass catchers had great fantasy games, Tate and Galladay. Yeah. And, it, but if, uh, I feel like they, I feel like the Detroit Lions always only had two guys in one game. Like, even with Eric Ebron, it was either Ebron and Tate, it was Tate and Jones. Now it's Tate and Galladay. It's, it's, it's going to be Tate and somebody. We, 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 that's, that's the thing we don't know. I'm pretty sure one, at one point last season, it was Jones and Jones when Galladay was out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to yeah, make of this game. I, I'm Jets, just – The Jets offense, yes, they will be able to run the ball. I think that's, that's going to be fine. Uh, we don't, I, don't, I don't really know what to say about the, the uh, Quincy Newell or Robbie Anderson for now. Like you said, they're playing. They're playing Detroit Lions defense, who look worse than they did last year. Yeah, I like uh, Quincy Nuno a lot this year. He was supposed to have a breakout season last season, but he but his neck injury put him out for the season. All right, the Los Angeles Rams at the Oakland Raiders. Bowl prediction. Bowl call. The Los Angeles Rams have the best secondary in the NFL. Yeah, that's bold. <laughs> yeah, that's bold. But I mean, it's, it's not it's not too far off. Uh, they look they look great out there, and Cooper couldn't do a a damn thing out there. And this is supposed to be his year, but I don't see it. I still don't see it. Yeah, Cooper and Nelson did not do. Basically anything throughout the game. It was the Jared Cook show with Marshawn Lynch salted on top. Oh yeah, I, I think I'm saying right now, everybody who pick up pick up a tight end that's playing the Rams because their linebackers is one of the worst linebacker cores in football. Um, and the tight end is going to kill that all all game long, all game long, all game long. That's the only way they. That's the only place they can go to if Marcus Peter and keep to leave guarding both it's, wide it's, receivers. Especially like, when you don't have elite receivers. I feel like. I feel like the elites of the elites would be fine against Rams secondary. I mean, yes, against secondary. But if you're if you're just a, a decent guy or maybe just good, you're gonna struggle. And from the Oakland Raiders, if they play a worse defense, I really, really believe in this offense. John Gruden is gonna. I liked all the plays he was calling for this team last night, and he he like they didn't score a lot of points, but their offense. Put it, put on a little mini show for me. Yeah, if it, if, it were, if it wasn't for the turnovers, I mean the the game would have been the game would have been close. So, All right, we're moving on to our waiver wire segment. Um, we have what the fluke, which is um, players that 
performed way over expectations, and we don't know if we really see that what happening again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our first person on this is uh, Jared Cook. He had, what was it, nine receptions, 180 yards. Against, we were just talking about getting tight ends against the Rams. Um, yeah, I don't – we see this from Jared Cook at least once every year where he has this monstrous game and then he is just completely missing the rest of the season. Yeah, I, he's this, – this, this is a WTF, what the fluke moment. I'm not – we're not seeing this again. I, I saw it in the stats. I couldn't believe my eyes. One that's one one I really couldn't believe my eyes on was Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Four hundred yards, five total touchdowns. He had what was it like thirty six rushing yards? Like he had forty one points on DraftKings. His magic, (laughs) something like that. Like he he cost me so much money. What happened in the game? What is wrong with New Orleans? Is New Orleans defense back to what it was last year? I mean, the year before, because uh, uh, Fitzpatrick was alive and well there, alive on the road in New Orleans, and everybody on Tampa Bay eat. It was it was embarrassing. It was yeah, embarrassing. I. It was absolutely embarrassing. I have a feeling that uh, New Orleans is going to back. Yeah, going to go back to there. So if New Orleans is playing at home, play New Orleans. Just stack that whole game. It's probably going to go like thirty-eight to thirty-five, and make some money. Yeah. All right. Our, our third person is like we said. It was the Travis Kelsey. It was the uh, the Tyree Kill show, in uh, versus the Chargers. But Travis Kelsey had one catch, and he played every he single snap. snap. He was the second. He, he was the second tight end picked in most drafts, right behind Gronkowski and. After, after you saw what Gronk did, okay, it's Kelsey time. Nothing. It's just that's not going to happen again, man. I don't feel like we already know Tyree Kill is boom and bust. They're going to have to get Travis Kelsey in there somewhere, and I don't believe in oh, yeah, Sammy Watkins. Six, six yards, he, he didn't even get you a point unless you're playing PPR. <laughs> he got you 1.6 for the whole day. Oh, in our half-point PPR league, he got me 1.1 hey. 1. 1 point. He got you, yeah. At least he got you over one. At least he gave you something. Oh, man. All right. We're going to – I know we're at the fluke segment. We're going to move on to uh, Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. He had, I think it was 3.6 points in our half-point PPR Yeah, he had seven, seven carries. Like, I know the Bills could have run, run the ball, but, like, what happened? Seven carries, 22 yards, and for – for a guy who led the team in targets last year, he had one one reception. Yeah, one reception Lost and the then reception. <laughs> uh another thing I saw in that game was uh where was Charles Clay at? He had like one or two targets and like all the other tight ends caught balls and that's where the Ravens are supposed to be weak at. Mm. Yeah, um all right, so now we're moving on to uh, Matthew Stafford. Four interceptions, one touchdown. He cost a lot of people leads last night. A lot of people. Anybody who was in their game, going into the game, and they were down 10 points, sorry. <laughs> Stafford, he wasn't the guy last night for it. Not in the slightest, but I don't see that happening oh, no, again. No, no. I just – if their line can get it together, they're gonna have Stafford will be back. And then what the flute? Kenny steals four catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns. He had a bomb for like 50 yards. What the fluke? How half your how half your catches touchdowns? That's like last year when Will Fuller had three catches yeah, and three yeah. touchdowns. To- totally, totally not sustainable at all. Kenny Stills is a good receiver. We don't know who the number one receiver is, especially until Parker gets back. But come on, four catches and two touchdowns? No, come on, that's not that's not real. That's not real. One thing we know for sh- one thing we know for sure on the Miami offense is Danny Amendola is filling the old Jarvis Landry role when Tannehill was there. 
he had when I was watch when I was catching the box score when it was delayed, he had like four catches for like thirteen yards, and that just screamed Jarvis Landry with Dana Hill to me. I want to move on to uh, Trick or Treat, which is our waiver wire segment where it, we have a performance, whether it, we're going to see if it was a trick or if we could keep reaping the rewards and it's a treat. So Jets defense, um, the Lions line is absolute trash. So I don't know how I feel about this Jets defense, say, against modern England Patriots. A pick six, a, a punt return to the house for four or five picks. Now, one thing they didn't do is, is sack the quarterback. <laughs> so, but they can call they, they call they cause havoc and maybe turn the ball over. So, we we got to give another week before we know if this is really a trick or a treat. I think I'm gonna go towards trick for right now, um, until until they they do it versus a better team with a better whole line. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like it's uh it's definitely a trick. Staying with the New York Jets, we got Quincy Anunua. Um, I like Anunua a lot this year now that I've seen him play and healthy. He looked explosive out there. He looked ready to play some football. And I feel like if you're in a deep league, Anunua can definitely be a treat for you in your flex spot. Yeah, I didn't really have – I didn't draft Robbie Anderson this year because – once I knew that Darnold was gonna was gonna be the starter, I was like, well, they're not gonna go deep like he did last year with McCown. And of course, he gets a forty yard bomb in this game against the Lions. But I like Quincy Newell because he's a he's more of a short intermediate immediate guy, and I think Sam Darnold will be more comfortable with that than throwing it down to Robbie Anderson. So Quincy Newell, I think he will be a treat too. And I feel with uh, Jermaine Curse getting injured uh, during the start of the season, and uh, Darnold was starting with the second. Uh, string people. I feel like him and the new one. All already has some pretty right. good chemistry. All right, Deshaun Jackson. He had what, like 146 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, like that. This is a trick. 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 Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Just, I don't, I don't believe he's going to be able to have two that was, touchdowns. That was again. Really like, that was that was Goku Super Saiyan Deshaun Jackson or something because. Nah, I can, when I saw I saw I saw the ball, then he, then he got hurt like he always do at the end of the game. So yeah, trick all, all the way, hundred percent trick. All right, so Patrick Mahomes, we know it was the Tyreek Kill show, uh, but someone has to pass Tyreek Kill the ball. Um, I feel like Patrick Mahomes plays some pretty easy defenses. He has played Oakland again twice this year. Um, Denver is going to be some tough matchups, but. I feel like if you're streaming quarterback and Mahomes wasn't drafted, you pick yeah. him up. Oh, hundred percent. Um, he might not be. He might not be the trick. I mean, he might. He might not be the treat. You know, of a of a top top five Deshaun Watson. Every week, but yeah, yeah. You you can you can definitely definitely start him against, like you said, that the weaker defenses, Chargers maybe without Bosa, but with Bosa, who knows? Um, but yeah, for right now, treat. All right, so we're moving on to Eric Ebron. He didn't have as many yards as Jack Doyle, but he definitely caught that touchdown. And the Colts run a two tight end set. Uh, how how do you feel about Eric Ebron? I'm I'm leaning towards I'm, trick. I'm leaning towards trick as well. I I think once Andrew Luck gets into you know it's gonna take you a while to get back into real form. So when Andrew Luck turns back into MVP form. I don't. I don't remember. Um, well, I don't remember even like you know the Frank Wright coming over from e- Eagles. The second tight end didn't really have that much of an impact unless the first tight end was hurt. Um, Trey Burton didn't come along until Ertz got hurt. Uh, same thing with in in Philadelphia. Uh, I mean not Philadelphia, uh, Kansas City. Uh, if Kelsey if Kelsey's on the field, not worried about another tight end. So I'm going to say trick for now. Uh, Ebron did he did get a touchdown, which he didn't do that in Detroit, so that's why he left anyway. But like, so I'm going to trick. Yeah, Ebron was on 48% of the snap counts while Doyle was on the 100%. Oh, yeah. um, and the last we have the running back from Denver. What, what's his uh, first name? Um, Peter Lindsay? Yeah, yeah. Peter. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> Peter Lindsay. Um, 
I'm gonna say trick man. Like from what I'm seeing, this is gonna be an absolute committee back in Denver. You know what I'm thinking? I'm kind of slow. I'm, 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 I'm. If 100 percent is is treat and zero is is trick, I'm gonna go 51 on the on the treat side. The reason I say this is, I don't think Devin Booker is that good of a running back, and I think he's gonna lose. He's not even gonna play at all. At so, at some point going down this line, he's not gonna play at all, and it's gonna be Royce and and Lindsey. And it's the reason why um Terrell Davis let him wear his jersey. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Three. We haven't seen three O. The last time three O was worn. That won an MVP. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, I honestly don't know. I'm going to say trick just because, like, if Booker is out, I feel like he's still going to be splitting with Freeman. They uh, – Freeman out-snapped him in this game uh, 40% to 36%, while Booker had 26%, and their fullback had 18%. But fullback could be with the other running backs. Um. But, yeah, I feel like Lindsey and Freeman are just going to continue to split this time and they're just going to play the hot hand. I mean, yeah, I mean, it can go either way. I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going I'm to lean a little bit to the treat side, um, not too far. I'm, I'm going to uh, make sure I check, check the wrappers on that treat before um, I eat it. Make sure no one's watching that, like when you're know, <laughs> yeah, Halloween. Exactly. All right, that will do it for uh, – this uh recap of week one and waiver wise segment of hunting revelations. Watch out later this week for our full breakdown of the week. We we too we gonna win you some money. Hopefully, as long as there's not an eighty eight point total in New yeah, Orleans. Especially that. Uh, this is pretty. I would if that game didn't happen. I would have won so much money last week. <laughs> well, hey, I did win money off Mike Thomas. And I did win money off Al Camaro. So. I appreciate them for uh, at least showing up. Um, this is Preach Camp Preach with Austin Hunt. Hunter Revelations as well. We'll be back later on this week. Peace out. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous. Up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.